Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Southern Ground Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. It's forged in combat and tailored for hunters. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can start your free 14-day trial today by visiting SpartanForge.ai and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND that's all lowercase, all one word, Southern Ground at checkout. And that'll get you 25% off of your purchase. You wanting to know more about saddle hunting? Well, check out tetherednation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Southern Ground Hunting. Or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash Southern Ground Hunting. And now, let's get to the show. Hey guys, last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women and by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. And as you earn points, you start to unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free stuff, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. All right. We're going to have to so, start all over again. So I did. I've since stopped with recording. This is going to be the fourth time that we have started. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Let's uh, talk about gear today. Not one of my favorite subjects, but um, we're in that time of year, right? Like... We're in the time of the season where if there was ever a better time to get all your gear situated, figure out maybe changes you're going to make or whatever um, for the season, this is the best time to do it. Um, if you're not a turkey hunter, if you if you're, or if you are a turkey hunter, if you're not a turkey hunter, February is a great time to get all this stuff done. But most of the guys on here and a lot of the people who listen – you go straight from move straight from deer into turkey season, and so summertime is like where it counts to get used to the different types of things that you're doing. So, um, yeah, I don't know who who's who's the biggest gear nut 
out of, out of you guys? I'm going to guess me, probably. You think you are? I would say that, yeah, I probably spend way too much money on gear. I'll just say that. And I don't say that I'm a gear nut. I just go through a lot of gear. I do yeah. a lot of trading. You do, I don't like collect. Adam. I, I trade a lot. <laughs> you do. Nothing ever seems to make you happy. I think that's the thing you, that. You've actually traded with me, Adam. <laughs> I have, yeah. <laughs> kind of traded with everybody almost. <laughs> have we traded anything? Are we? Have we're about we? to. Well, well, we're not trading. To. I'm. We're, I'm we're trading you money for for that pack. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's kind of like for my wife, it's a trade because I'm selling it to you to buy something new. Right. That's, that's how it works. I can't just have two packs, you know. Well, well three packs actually. I I, I t- I'm the opposite. I like I tend to find things that I really like, and then my list of things that I need. I mean, it's kind of pretty low you know what i mean like i just don't do a whole lot but like like for this instance i guess we could start it with this so you're going to be getting a new pack because i'm buying this pack from you um but the funny thing about that is is it's so you and it's so me i'm buying from you the pack that i had already yeah but it just had it fell apart and had some issues with it but i like it so much i'm like i'm just going to get the same one Again, I don't really want to buy something new. So and I'm per get- usual, I'm selling one this year and buying a new one this year, like I do every year. All right. So what? What are you going to get? Yeah. What are you selling? Up- and and what are you buying, Adam? I'm I'm almost getting to the point to where I'm just going to spend the money and get a Kafaru. I'm not sure that I am yet. Um, I may go back to the Mystery Ranch series. I really like those pop ups. Um, that pop up twenty eight. Mystery Ranch is solid, man. They're, yeah, I mean. Out of all of them that I've used, I keep kind of going back to that's about as close to perfect for me as I can get, and how it fits. What did you what, now? Now you tell everybody what you are selling. Uh, the Eberly Stock X2. All right. Why don't you like the X2? Because for me, it's like. Oh as gosh. A, as yeah. a. Hey, I'm. I use the X2 as well. So I got your back, Parker. I, I just. I think yeah, it's but, the but best pack for be, saddle. To and, be fair. To be fair, Everly Stock needs to give a commission to Parker yeah. for all the X2s that has been sold in the Southeast because you're, I mean, Dude, outside I, of. I bought the thing brand new for like 150 bucks three seasons ago. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm buying this one from Adam is because they're almost $300 right now. New. Oh, yeah. Because, it, because they're selling them. They're selling the crap out of them. Love them. The price. I'm thinking about it. I got to go look at that. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Uh, I haven't even asked I mean, you. I gave him the price at 12 or 15% inflation I go, which, you know, <laughs> I have to go check those prices out. Um, what? Like, why didn't you like it? I, I'm confused. I figured out of it, all the things that I didn't think no. that you would, like, sell so quickly, I thought I thought you'd keep that one for a little bit. I mean, honestly, like, when I first got it, I was like, okay, I get it. I understand why Parker loves it because there's, like, a pocket for everything. But I go back to the fact that I don't want a pocket for everything. I want simplicity a little bit, a little bit more streamlined. And that thing just feels like it's an accordion and going all over the place, which if you carry a lot of, like I carry a lot of gear, Mr. Non-Gear Nut, which all your camera stuff. Yeah, it's like, camera, if I'm a camera guy. If I'm a camera guy, like I, I don't know that there's a better bag out there, um, but I'm, I keep flipping, flopping back. Am I like ever going to sell film? And I never really do it. So um, I don't think I need the X2. That makes sense. Okay, good answer. If we were giving out points, you would get points for that answer. If this were a game, 
If this were I'd Redneck keep it Jeopardy if I was film. two. I can deal I can I could see that. Um I have met a lot of guys who don't film that run that pack and they like it a lot. Um but I, I could I could definitely see that. So what are you looking at this year? You said Mystery Ranch. Might go back to the pop up. Pop up. I might go to the Kafaru. Um I can't remember which one off the top of my head. I think it's the twenty two. Striker. The striker, that's it. Striker. It's either yeah. striker or the twenty two mags. It's the one of the two. Striker's striker's solid. I uh saw is that a new one? Is the striker a new one? No, that's their that's probably their best selling pack. Because the reason I know about it is I was between that and the Mystery Ranch Pintler, and I went with the Mystery Ranch Pintler because uh, it was thirty percent off. Um, and so that makes sense, which makes a difference. Yeah, is that so, this year? Is that new for this season too? No, that was I bought that last year. Okay. So I'm 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 pretty set on packs. The only thing I want to get this year, pack wise, I think, is actually going to be a um, a uh, almost like a hip quiver. Um, but not, not a hip quiver. I mean, um, that's called so, a fanny pack. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. seriously. I mean, don't, Hey, don't knock that. I'm not hating. Have y'all seen I'm that not, new pack? That, I got one that Lone Wolf Camo. custom gear just did. Mm. Yeah. That new so it's, fanny pack thing. Things it's, bad. It's kind of like that. Um, awesome. but, but I actually got the idea from, um, Parker, whenever we interviewed Lance Smathers. Um, oh yeah, talking about hunting on the ground, and that's what I do a lot. I, I only climbed a tree two or three times last year, and so everything else was on 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 the ground. And so all that I really need is something to carry like my my turkey seat in with me, and then something there on the side. But he also made a good point too, where if, if it's on my, I'm going to set up where I draw, so the deer's will be coming in off my left side. If I have it on my right thigh, then I can move and down there and not and and the deer not see me. So that that's probably the only major thing pack wise, but I'm, I'm also a pack freak, man. I, I bought an Everly stock bandit. Um, I got an FHF gear rig. I mean, I, so, you know, so um, you, you would be the, you would honestly, I would have, I would have put you in a, a higher category than Adam on being a gear junkie. I really would. Um, well, yeah, because I, I, no, I don't have a lot of gear, but I like to read a lot about the gear. And you like, if, if that makes sense. For example, every year Drew buys and trades bows like nobody I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, it's true. He'll come over one week, and he's like, "Oh yeah, man, I'm shooting this Hoyt. Sweet, cool. Like that's all. That's a nice Hoyt that you got for some stupid deal. Because it seems like you always get." crazy deals on bows and then the next week come over oh man i actually sold that one already and i got another one and i'm like dude how are you, how do you even shoot deer with a bow like how do you get used to one bow i've never seen like it'll be in the season drew's like i just got a new bow <laughs> that gun man yeah, it, 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 it actually frustrates parker because parker's like parker's parker's the exact opposite of me parker's like i want to get my stuff and i want to have it you know and I'm, I'm like buying bows and selling different sites and everything. And, um, like in the middle of the season and Parker's like, what, what are you doing? I go, I, I don't know. It's just fun to tinker around a little bit, <laughs> you know? And so, so I what's something you're one. getting, what's something you're getting, you're changing this year that I, I, I really thought everybody's going to pick you, but I guess, um, you don't post about it as your, you don't post about your changes as much as Adam does. So it makes mm-hmm. sense why everybody would choose Adam. 
And by that, yeah. I mean Adam's always posting stuff for sale on Mobile Hunter classifieds and <laughs> all that. Do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, and I actually went back to, for right now, I went back to the EZV site. Okay. Because um, I'm shooting it without a peep. Um, I started that last year, um, which, thank you, Reese. I appreciate that. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm going to try that for a little while. Um just just to see if if i shoot my compound any i I plan on trying to go as as much trad as i possibly can um and i'm I'm only shooting a 50 pound compound this year um which which is interesting and so why what 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 happened there because you were like so if you're you're shooting 50 pounds that means you're gonna have to go down significantly on your arrow weight that's why i'm curious yeah, I'm not going to go down on my arrow weight. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm still going to shoot. I'm still going to shoot anywhere from like seven to eight hundred grains, and and so I don't know. It's, 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 you should see me when I roll into like a like a bow shop, and I, I, I you know, guys have their arrows, and they're like, "Man, should I shoot that?" I mean, I'm I'm that's four hundred forty grains. Should I put that on there? I'm like, that's my broadhead. You look know? at my two by, look at my two by four over here. That <laughs> so like, and, how did um, you so but. Okay, so you're shooting a 50 pound bow with mm-hmm. 885 grains up front on the arrow, um, but seriously, seven to 800 grain total arrow weight, right? Yeah, it's it. Um, I have two arrow weights that I fluctuate between. My my grizzly sticks are like 870, and my Apollos are like 820. What are you shooting like so, 50 feet per second? Yeah, it's it's about half the speed of smell, and and so. Um, and so, but I also know this, like, um, that's something that I chose to do. So, you know, if they get out there 22, my bow, my choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's right. And so, um, 22, 25 yards is about my max distance. Um, uh, just because it now, now I'll, I will say this, you put that much, and this is not a arrow podcast. We're, we're not gonna get into it, but if you stacked what I'm shooting, my bow up against all, all your bows with that heavy of an arrow, these the sound is so much different. Like you don't even hear mine come out of the bow. It's just boom. now it goes like like shooting a nerf gun at him. No, no, Matt, it's not. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not shooting that. So one of those so nerf I, bows. Yeah, yeah. All right, no, I'm feeling. Um, I'm feeling awful. I'll just awfully liberal tonight. Um, I'm I'm a little triggered to be honest with you. Uh, I need to find my safe space because everything you're saying doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like you're shooting this heavy arrow with a lighter bow because it's quiet. It's going to go super slow, which is in some cases, some people would consider that non-ethical, um, or less ethical maybe. Um, you have a, g- a greater chance of a deer, uh, shooting a deer high or, you know, them moving a lot before that arrow gets there. A greater chance. I'm not saying it will, but I'm just trying to figure out the reasoning, the reasoning for going to a 50 pound bow. Well, the bow that I'm shooting is, I can hold it longer. My aim is better. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not struggling at all. And I don't know. I, I shot two with them this year with fifty pound bow, 
870 grains and you can ask their shoulders if they feel okay you know is that what your trad gear no that's what my compound Drew, did you see a picture of John Eberhardt on the front of a book with a 50-pound bow with her shoulder, <laughs> and that gave you this idea? No. I really no. want to know. I Okay, <laughs> this is how it happened. This is how it happened. I, I, had, a, I had a super nice Hoyt, okay, uh, Hoyt Axis, 60-pound bow, 29.60, okay, um, was shooting it, and then uh, the guy that works on Monty Parker's bows, um, he's a, uh, he, he has a shot full of bows and he, he had this bow sitting up there and it was 50 pounds and he couldn't, he couldn't get rid of it. So I just, I just said, Hey, I'll give you this much for it. And he goes, yeah, sure. And so, uh, brand new string on it, everything. So I took it home, drew it back, you know, like, like, like we all do. If you get a new bow, I mean, you, you don't just set it out in the garage for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I'm, I'm sure if Adam had a new bow, he'd shoot it in the hotel room right now, you know? Oh, and so, uh, so that's what I did. And so I, I shot them both side by side and I liked the 50 pound better and so it just felt, felt better. And so that's what I went with. Parker, are you just saying, why did you like go down and wait? Because you're. Yeah. So, so, so my, 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 my weight? issue with it is, I mean, I was shooting a 70 pound bow last year or when I first started with a heavier arrow setup. I mean, I'm shooting a 75 or 70 pound bow with only 512, 500 and something like that, 515 grain total arrow weight. Now, they're cut down shorter because I'm, I've got a shorter draw length than Drew, but it's not as drast- drastic as what Drew's getting. I Like, going back to the Easy V site, I had to order, like, the women's bow version of the V because my bow was shooting so slow with a 70-pound pi- bow and – or 70-pound draw weight and a 500 – grain arrow i'm trying to figure out and it was super slow drew i feel like drew's is going to be very very slow and still he's shooting eight i mean almost double what i was shooting weight wise i'm just trying to figure out the practicality all of that just because it's uh like more comfortable for you let me me take it go ahead go ahead luke you've got to remember though if you're set up like with me shooting the last deer I shot with my recurve was a 36 pound bear and I'm shooting 500 grain arrows, the heritage arrows with a hundred grain tip. And that blew through the deer. So thinking about, I, I have speed, no doubt on the performance though of Drew's arrows, but, but you, but you were saying earlier the, but you were doubting the performance of his arrows though, because you were saying that that was like, <laughs> No, I'm doubting. I'm not doubting the performance that it would if it hit a deer in the right spot that it would perform well. I know it would. I'm just saying. Wow, what's a deer? A deer ducks. A deer moves. They jolt. They do all kinds of things. That's that's the one thing that I found the fast bow guy or the fast arrow light fast is better. Whatever. That's the only thing that they the argument that they win is like, yeah, it does tend to hit the spot a little bit better because the deer aren't, I mean, you have tighter pin gaps, you know, the less margin for error, I guess. And Uh, Drew, Drew, you've seen like, it seems like yours has a greater margin for error. It does. But, but I also know because I shot it a lot last year that like past 25, unless the, unless it's a windy day and the deer's calm, um, 
the max I would go would be like 27, 28. So, and that, and, and that's just me. And of course the, you know, the, the adage is, well, you know, if he comes out at 35, what, what are you going to do? You know? And, um, what were you going to say, Adam? By, by golly, I'm going to sling an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do like this. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that I, I ended up dropping my poundage 10 pounds. So I dropped down to 60 pounds a couple of years ago, and I have enjoyed shooting my bow more often practicing, and I have seen my accuracy go up in the yard. Um, I don't I, – I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go down to no 50 pounds. Also, it's weight, but um, – um, I'm joking, Drew. You're not shooting heavy arrows, though, my... Adam. If if Drew, were... not that heavy, are you? Over 500 grains, yeah. But eight? No, not eight. I mean, that's I'm, that. That's, this this is where my this is where yeah, my problem yeah, yeah, lies yeah, yeah, with yeah. Drew. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I will die. I will die on this hill. Um, <laughs> Apparently, no. I just want to know. I I, I don't care what you shoot. <laughs> we we need to start that. So we need a bumper sticker that says "My bow, my choice." Because you do so many people like like well, you can't why are you shooting that like shut up it's my okay bow. so perfect example Parker <laughs> hold on I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an example so you know every year we before summer season and we start shooting foam wallet stuff we kind of take our bows in and get get them all worked on whatever so um, I had taken my my setup into a local archery store um, and and I walked in and there was a guy getting his bow worked on and I mean he had top of the line, new Matthews, you know, it was getting it all rigged out. He just bought it all that stuff. And so, um, and so he was like, man, he goes, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna shoot a hundred grain, you know, rage, you know, or something like that. And, and I, listen, I don't, I, I don't care what you shoot. Like I, I honestly don't, if you want to shoot rages, that's okay, fine. You know? And so, but the guy that, that I walked in knew me and, um, and so he was, and so the guy's like, well, you need to shoot what he's shooting. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Drew, show me your arrow. I'm like, one, that sounded really weird. But two, um, okay. Um, so show me I show my arrow out. And it's, I mean, and it's, it is, there's like, there's, it's a 300 grain uh, broadhead, a hundred grain insert, and then the arrow. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and then, and then, and then the guy was like, the guy that was buying the bow was like, you don't need that to shoot deer. I'm like, you're right. But I liked it, you know. I want to shoot this. This is what I like, so I'm going to shoot this, you know. And then he, he was like, "Man, but you really don't need that." And he's like, "What are you shooting, an elephant?" And I go, "No, man. This is what I'm shooting." And, and of course, he kind of just kind of robbed me a little bit. I'm like, "Hey, man, listen. You you keep on shooting them with a 22, and I'll keep on shooting them with a 300 mag. Okay, all right." So <laughs> there's that. I, f- I feel like your broadheads and your arrow setup would be like a nine millimeter hitting along. It'll just blow right through it, according to Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> There's my liberal joke for the night. Blow right through those lungs. Blow, come right out. Okay, so now that we beat this dead horse, okay, all it's right. not dead. Listen, listen, the 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 dialogue. Let me get my popcorn. The dialogue helps people learn. Some of you fi- may find yourself in the camp of, of Drew and say, you know what? I do like shooting it like that. I'm not going to listen to what everybody else thinks because whatever. And some people might end up in the camp of like, maybe I'm going to look more into what might be like what my, 
what my give and yeah. take is with different things. Well, let me also say this too. When I said that comment about twenty two man versus three hundred, I was just ticked off at the guy because he kept on pushing. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't care what your air weight is. Shoot, that's, shoot whatever I mean, you want. Like, that's always and if, what we say. If if you want to shoot thirty six pounds, okay. Um, which I killed a deer this year with, with a trad bow shooting forty one pounds, and. The arrow was approximately 730 grains. Good Lord. That's a heavy arrow. Heard. That, <laughs> and it, okay. it, went through, it went through both shoulders, stuck in the ground, and she had no idea what happened until she fell over. I mean, again, I think it, it, I, I don't, I don't, the doubt the, the I don't doubt the performance. I'll say, it, hold up. On I'll say, if. If it's working for you, we always say this on the podcast. If it works mm-hmm. for you and you're successful doing it, then I see no problem in that. Parker does. I don't. Does. I don't see any problem but with it at all. I just wanted, I, to, no, I wanted I to know a good reason. And he failed to provide one. I, no, it's good. <laughs> it's, good yeah. it's good combo. It's good dialogue. Yeah. It's yeah. Probably, all right. And it's probably who, the most important piece of gear you take in the woods. Matt, please transition us, please. <laughs> who are we roasting next? Uh, hey, yeah. Uh, I'm just sitting back and listening. This is good. Okay, so Luke, what what new piece of gear are you adding this year? Uh, I'm be honest. I like to keep it simple. So like this year, um, I may have mentioned it here before, but uh, stand wise, I switched from saddle, which I had the uh, I had the Arrow Hunter um, Kestrel, and then I had the uh, Mantis from Tethered. And I actually switched from those to the Lone Wolf 1.0. I've got it. Oh. I know. I know. And I'm going to be doing the, the, the double step with that. And I really want to kill one with um, a longbow that uh, that my dad made. So it's, that's the it's, goal. It's freaking sweet, too. Yeah. So, I mean, usually, I'm going to be honest. I'm not really just a giant gear junkie. Um, I just like to find what works and uh, how to how to outsmart the deer as simple as I can because I don't like just blowing a crap ton of money. What you do, Luke, what I've noticed knowing you for as long as I have, you don't necessarily like buy gear for the sake of just switching out new gear. You like your gear always seems to revolve around the method of take that you're using for that year. So like one year, I know one year you were or a couple of years before it was outlawed, you were bound and determined to spear one. And then, and you put all your effort into like, I don't care what it is. I'm going to spear a deer. And then cool. one year it was like, I'm going to shoot all instinctive. So compound bow with no sights and then, you know, recurve. And then now you're doing the self bow. I think that's, that's what I've, to some people it would look like you're a gear, gear nerd, but it seems to all kind of revolve around, what your challenge is for that season. Yeah, that's what I say. It's just different challenges. So I just like to keep challenging myself. And, and once I hit this one, it's like I'll enjoy the season doing the doing the basic stuff that I usually do and, and whatever challenge is next. So I want to know, I why, like to I wanna know why you're switching from a saddle, though. So I don't want to – I'm not going to steer people either way. Yeah, don't, me, don't have to dog anybody. Yeah, yeah. So for me – um I, it is harder to shoot a longbow out of a saddle i will say that well then as compared I mean, to stand yeah i mean not even that for me 
because I've had experience hunting out of a climber. I've had experience hunting out of lock-ons, like heavier lock-ons, and I've had experience hunting out of saddles. And so the reason I wanted to switch, one, I will say saddle, obviously, weight-wise, it got, I mean, there's no comparison. When you go from a 22, 25-pound, whatever, climber to a saddle or a 18, 19, 20-pound lock-on to the saddle, there's no comparison. For me, though, um, with it being really the summer wasn't as bad as the winter when I've got clothes on and that are, that are bulkier, it just feels like everything is kind of compressed. It feels like I'm standing up on the little platform that I had, and, and I, I, I get the, hey, I can move around the tree, but I, I can do the exact same thing in a lock-on. To me, I'm just going to be able to have a little bit more room and what I want to do, um, and not feel as kind of, uh, kind of feel like I'm boxed in, if that makes any sense. And your clothes right up whenever you're sitting in a saddle, like 90% of the time. And so I was just wanting to, you know, figure out what, uh, what some other options were. So that's why I went lone wolf because it's still, still lighter and, um, still simple. You see that I had, I had the same issue, uh, the first year I saddle hunted, especially in the fall or like in the, the the colder time whenever you're layering up my my solution though was to because uh, I because I saw the benefits of the saddle for me um, and I didn't want to give that up my solution was to move to a uh, lighter more uh, a layering system basically some of the nicer brands that are out there you've got uh, First Light, Scree, Sitka Gear, um, Kuyu, like there's some brands like that. That So that was my fix is find clothes, clothing that was thinner, Angler. but but more practical, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was my fix to, to what you're – and now there's like – I saw Scentlock just release some, some line of camo mm-hmm. that's just for saddle hunters. Have you all seen that? No. Uh, it's, a, oh, it's an uh, Eberhardt sponsor thing yeah yeah he's talking about it on his podcast it was pretty cool he's mm-hmm. talking about the the different things that it had so yeah i thought that was uh that was interesting you know um so i mean people are definitely developing uh gear towards that uh kind of subgroup of hunters the mobile hunter lightweight guys are we talking about camo? Um, one one piece of gear that I picked up actually before turkey season. I bought a uh, it's North Mountain Gear. It's their leafy um, uh, pants and jacket, and it's actually really lightweight. And for down here, what I like is that I can go to work, have that there, get off work, and just throw on the jacket over whatever shirt I have on, whatever pants that I have on, and be pretty well concealed mm-hmm. and it's, it's not, it's not too terribly heavy. Um, and it also guards you from the mosquitoes, um, along, along the thermosel. But so that, I mean, if, if guys are looking for a really good option, but you know, like, like a lot of us, I mean, I, listen, I, I ain't got a ton of money to spend on stuff. I, I just don't, I mean, I, I just horse trade a lot for some stuff, you know? Um, but when, when it comes to camo and stuff, man, I, I think it was like $95 for, for both of them. And so, and 
it, it, it works really well. That's an interesting. I mean, that's an interesting thought. It's something I thought of actually some during some colder days while I was uh, turkey hunting. So, especially people who hunt on the ground. Like, you may already have some type of lighter weight, like a down jacket or something like that, something that's not necessarily camo, it's not hunting clothes. You may right. have uh, clothing, like performance-type clothing that uh, you can wear underneath and, like, not have to buy anything. You just go buy what you're talking about, buy a right. leafy suit or something like that, especially for ground hunting. That just seems seems real practical. I'm going to do it yeah. while I'm while – I'm, and I guess I can transition into uh, the first thing that I've really been working on this year is uh, shooting the recurve. I bought a cheap cheap recurve off of a guy last year, the end of the summer, and I I I, I really had no desire, honestly, before that point. Not really any desire to go out and buy a recurve. You know, it was a, just kind of a spontaneous purchase in the moment the guy was selling one and uh i got it uh anthony luke's dad uh got it strung up and stuff but i just didn't want to shoot it and like right before deer season like i wanted to spend a summer practicing it before i tried to take it out to deer hunt with it so i didn't do anything with it last year this year i finally bought the right arrows for it uh ordered all the got a tab Got it strung up, got it fairly decently tuned today, got all the stuff knocked out on it um, that was remaining, but I've been shooting it for about a week. Um, and so that's been that's been really cool. That's kind of one of my uh, gear changes, but like Luke's, it's a challenge type deal. You know, I want to, I just want to try to do it. I think it'd be fun. Can do it. It's going to be awesome. It's I, I, I'm crazy. So scared. I'm scared with the trad bow. You know, the biggest buck of your life's going to walk up, and you don't have a hundred percent confidence in it. And I guess that's what the, you know, the rush of using a trad bow is. Is you know, it's a little more risky. Well, that that and they're normally right there on top of you. True. You know? Yeah. And or not. And they're fifty yards out. You want to fling one? Do it. If not, it's like <laughs> no. Nah. I have thought about it. I've got a lot of spots where, I mean, I just don't see bucks, but I see a lot of does in some spots. And I will not be taking the the recurve into a spot that's like, oh. Um, you know. Yeah, into like a good, a good area. Not Ever? this year. No, I, I don't know. I mean, okay, I was about to say, not this yeah. year. You, you, you could do it. Um, this, yeah, you not having one under your belt, I would say that's a good call. Yeah. I just want to shoot one with it. And so I'll, I'll shoot a couple, you know, one or two with my, uh, compound and then move over to that and just kind of, ho- I mean, ho- hopefully make it happen. But if I don't, I won't feel like I, I will have some kills under my belt before I pull it out. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, but I love it. It's so much more fun to just hang out and shoot it. It is a freaking blast. Um, but Drew, after you left, we shot yours. That is for sale, correct? Can we do sale ads on a podcast? I mean, I wasn't going to. Um, I mean, your podcast. It's your podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Drew, what what kind of what kind of longbow are you selling, and uh, how much are you selling it for? 
Um, I am selling an Omega Imperial for the Trag guys. Um, that's a it's a it's a good bow. I mean, it really is. And so if you if you want, you can hit me up on Facebook, um, and you, we can we can talk price there. And and so because I don't I don't feel comfortable putting on the spot there with that. <laughs> and, uh, so this is like you know because I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, this is this is Southern Ground Classified. So um, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable and, putting the price. On. But it's 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 not it's not a whole lot. It's actually pretty pretty fair price. And um, uh, but man, it's trad's a ton of fun to shoot. Like I, I I don't know I don't know any other way to to tell you. But like if you take your compound out and you shoot it, and then you take your trad bow and you shoot it, you walk away from the trad going, dang, that was fun. Yeah. You know, even even if it's a hundred degrees outside and you're and and you're sweating, you know, um, and because I've done that before, um, I had an eighty pound boat two three years ago, and it was like, God bless America, you know, like you shot it three times, you're just like, yeah, go back to the house, you know. I mean, it's you triggered know, me so even like, more knowing you went from an eighty pound bow to a fifty pound bow. That's why I said that. But uh, <laughs> so so that's my first one is just trying to do that a little bit matt what do you got um i got a couple uh one is you know changing my clothing uh i, I dabbled in that a little bit last year with first lot in my layering system um kind of because what i was dealing with is kind of what luke was saying i was in my saddle and i felt too you know confined stricken whatnot um so really going to try to make that better and then i've also been looking at getting a uh, long wolf hand climber um i haven't bought the or bit the bullet yet on it because last year the two deer i did kill were were out of a, a summit climber um and y'all know how big summits are and i enjoy hunting out of them once you get them there and up a tree they're comfortable you know they're great to hunt in and for me on long sits on a cold morning i like to be in a tree stand where I'm sitting with my back against a tree rather than being in a saddle. Um, and for the ability to prop up and shoot more accurate, um, rather than being in a saddle and either freehanding it or putting it up against a tree. So those are the two things that I've really been looking at. I don't, I don't collect a lot of gear. I've kind of got my system how I want it. Um, I got the same backpack as you, uh, like Drew said, I've, watched the video you did before you know we jumped on here and i said well i'd like to have one of those for my filming and everything and it it does a trick so i don't won't be needing to pack for a few years so you know just keeping it simple basically and but when you do adam will sell you his to get something else <laughs> i will hey i i may be in the market for a striker um i've been thinking about packing deer out too um with where i'm hunting in the mountains and whatnot the drags are no fun um, so maybe looking at packing some deer out this year. Well, you can do that with an X two pack. Just throw yes, that you out can. there. Um, yeah. Hey, I'll also say this about the packs. The um, Pintler that I have, I actually took Briar a couple times, and I had a throw down uh, ground blind like you would see for like a you know a turkey or whatever, but it's bulky. Um, well, the cool thing about those meat hauling packs is that a lot of them come. Um, detached and then so i put everything that i needed for me and briar to go in and sit and it it was pretty cool man like to be able to uh, take your kid into actually a good spot you know because sometimes you know if you hunted with your kids 
there are times where you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to go blow up that really good spot. Um, you know, cause you, and I don't want to carry all this crap all the way back. And I don't want to carry all this. Yeah. You know, and then, and then you're like, I'm not sure if you like steady grams or like squeezy, you know? So like, we're just, you know, we're not going to go there. And so, uh, so, but with him, I was able to take it, put him behind that, that ground blind in a pretty decent spot. And so I, I know people just think meat hauling, but if you're a dad carrying kids there in the woods, it's just, it's pretty solid too. Heck yeah. Lots of benefits with carrying your clothes too. Put your clothes in mm-hmm. between your frame and pack. That's another reason I like that mystery ranch pop up. Yep. I just uh, I just commented. Somebody was asking about that on a one of the few Facebook hunting forums I'm still on. Um, they were asking about layering system, and everybody was saying, you know, I I carry all my stuff in. I walk in in my basically in my underwear and carry all my clothes in so i don't get sweat everywhere and i just like i cannot stand having to put clothes on once i get to the base of the tree i can't either i just cannot i can't stand carrying the clothes to the base of the tree yeah i I feel like i need a better pack (laughs) i just don't don't do it that's i don't do it i always I i always wear whatever i might pack like a jacket or like a rain jacket if it's supposed to rain like there's some pieces of clothing I might pack, but like as far as like my pants, I want to sit there and freaking take my boots off and make all kinds of rag. I feel like it just wastes time. I don't know. Well, and, I and also too, Parker is it's it's cool to see our and I say our because of us as a group, you know, our progression of when we started mobile. Like I was carrying a big backpack with a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. and like this year i was like i'm done with all that mess like i i got a chest rig and that was it and like if it if it couldn't fit in the chest rig it wasn't coming with me yeah, you know it. and just because i mean i had a thermocell and i had a uh, uh range finder and that was it but it, but you know like and but i understand I, I i don't film so let me say that too i i don't film mm-hmm. so i mean i can go i can go in lighter as opposed to you you know, who has a couple different cameras and arms and, and all that stuff, Matt, you know, I, I know films too. So like, um, so like I understand having a pack for like that stuff, but what I would do is I would carry my meat hauler with me. And so if I did kill a deer, I'd go back and get it and then pack the deer out. But I, I, I just got tired just like Lucy and I got tired of carrying all this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, it, I was like, man, I, I got into the mobile game to be lighter, you know? And then I wasn't. One of yeah. the things that I, I'll pitch about the lone wolf stand is it's got like the when when it closes up and it straps to you, it's got that seat on the back that's like the pack. Yeah, and so you can sit. Bench. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that is weight bearing. So you can put your backpack on there. You can strap your clothes, your sticks. If you've got a backpack that's going to be able to pack the meat out, you can put it all on that too. So that's what I'll be doing is like if I'm carrying stuff in like that. I'll just put that on that seat because it's like a shelf and that, yeah. that stand just straps to you. It's super and, comfy. And also to um, look to, to that point, these things are not cheap. Like that's why I sold my saddles. But, but what I, what I will say is this, is that from the mobile hunting standpoint, Lone Wolf has their stuff dialed in pretty well. It's like, amazing. I mean, like, like system wise, everything. Yeah. And these guys are successful dudes too. Huh? Right. Right, and I, I know Parker has it, um, or had, I don't know if he still has, but he, he had those double steps, which I was really, I, I really want to get a, a set of those. 
but how they incorporate nest into everything. I mean, they, it's, it's a lot of money, but also if you don't spend money on um, standard gear for four years, five years, that's it. You know, it, they, they have developed a system that like the only people that I, cause I, I mean, I think there is a little more weight involved with their system than what you get in a saddle, especially a minimalist saddle setup. Uh, they have, uh, saddle's still going to be lighter no matter the way you look at it. But a lot of like the capability that their equipment that they make has to just all go neatly together is, I mean, and a lot of, a lot of times that might be worth carrying an extra two pounds. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. And that's, so that's what I was going to say about like Matt, whenever Matt was saying about having like, like the summit climber, like mm-hmm. if you're going in for an all day set on a ridge, you know, like it's to me, it is worth it. If I can sit in comfort for 14 hours versus sitting for like four, five, six hours. And then like, I, I can't feel my right toe, you know, like, like I'm a mint. I'm, I'm so much more comfortable in a saddle than I've ever been in a tree stand. So it doesn't matter to me. Like when everybody says, you know, I, I want them more comfort, but I've also re- come. I also realize everybody's different. Everybody's built different. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, everybody finds like there's hills that you want to die on and hills that you don't feel like dying on. Um, and like, or there's, there's issues. There's pros and cons, I guess is the right word. And my pros might be different from Matt's or Luke's or, drews or adams but i mean those are the th- those are the things that are very important to me and that the saddle checks it off the x2 pack checks it off um and i think that's the that that's like the value of these type of gear podcasts to me um is knowing that i mean none of them are right and none of them are wrong it's just all dependent on who you are and i mean crap i think we're all five hunting out of almost completely different systems for the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's Parker. Also, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to Luke's dad, uh, Anthony. I went into the shop last year and he had a hammock up in the shop and, but it wasn't a normal hammock. It was like, it was a short one. And I, and it just yeah. Short my, hammock. Yes. Yeah. And it just, it just caught my attention. And I'm like, it's like, Hey, what, you're like taking nap here, and I know, man, this is what I hunt out of. And I, and at that time, I was looking for a system to ground hunt off of. And he's and he's like, man, you need to hunt out of one of these. And so I bought one. I bought one. And and I know everybody's gonna think it's funny because you think saddles like twin tree. I mean, like you know, hammock like like twin trees. And I know like Dryad had just come out with like this new thing. You know, like you can sit in their saddle, which is kind of like a hammock style, whatever. But I'm not exaggerating, man. Is it's one of the best ground game seating systems that that you can own. It weighs like seven ounces. Yeah, fits into a chest rig, and you can use it as like an actual hammock, or you can use it as like the old sit drag style, where you could attach it onto the tree. And so I asked Mister Anthony, I'm like, well, I mean, don't deer spook or like see it. He goes, man, I've never had a deer spook, and he is not wrong. I was sitting in it, literally sitting in it, laying in it. And deer just walk by and you just sit there and you're just like, how's it going? You know? And like it, it's nuts, man. Like, so there's, there's different, there's, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat, 
You know what I'm saying? My do dad like, would, would tear up right now if he was if he heard you. Oh, say bro, that. I loved it. I it's loved perfect it. for those minimalist setups. Do you like pull it over your face, Drew, and like peek out of it when a deer comes? No, but you could actually get down in it and and get on the sides of it and just like sit there like this for gun hunting. It's great. Yeah, it, that's it's, pretty sweet. It's fantastic for for gun hunting. He you started making day. those. Yeah, he started making those like four or five years ago, and and it was like it's super light and then yeah people like you drew are like dude this this is like something i can just throw in my backpack even if you're hiking or whatever and so yeah it was it's pretty neat and you had a bunch of patterns which pattern did you get i just got the gray one and i'm, I'm gonna get another one because my, my yeah. kids have taken over this one That's and cool. like it's out in my yard somewhere and um but like it's so it's saying all that say y'all there's i mean however you hunt and parker you said this from like the beginning Whatever system you have, just get efficient with your system. Except for what you shoot. Except for what I shoot, which Parker does not. Agree yeah, except with. for your dumb arrows. Uh, yeah. So. Your your grenades that you're gonna be throwing your, at deer. I was just gonna say your bazookas. <laughs> like a Rambo movie. Adam, I've been watching you this whole time while Drew's, Drew's been talking about the short hammock, and your face is like. What? Like what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> what are y'all talking um, about? Not until you try it, man. I I mean I did just go on a little bit of a googling adventure to see if I could find anyone of Drew's stature um, hunting out of a hammock. <laughs> I did not find one. I can't really imagine what you look like doing this. Probably like a grizzly bear, but hey. Or a grub worm sure and a turtleneck. One of the two. <laughs> a grub so, worm and know. a turtleneck. So <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hey, whatever works. I'm interested. I also, it's, it's crazy. That is a, that was a good, that was a nice plug for short hammock because a lot of guys who are not, um, like feel like ground hunting's taken off obviously. And a lot of people are doing it and figuring out different ways. But like for me, a lot of the times I think about ground hunting and filming don't always self filming. Don't always go together very well, mm-hmm. whatever. But a lot of people are just l- trying to find the practical easiest most practical way like i mean is it millennium that's selling that tree seat um it's like that giant fold-up seat it's one of their millennium chairs and you put it on your back back like a backpack Yeah, all of them have one now so i mean if there's a market for it <laughs> seems like a better idea to get that short hammock and fold it up and put it in your pocket you know what i mean um and probably be more comfortable if i had to guess it is more comfortable. Um, speaking of comfort, so we were talking about uh, I'm shooting a recurve this year. I'm also uh, upgrading my bow this year as well, um, which is a, a big thing for me. I've been shooting that new breed for, geez, four or five years or so. And um, just recently, I, I guess this is a good, good place to somewhat announce it or talk about it, took on Botech as a, or not Botech actually, it's Pure Archery Group which owns Botech and uh, all the companies, uh, Tight Spot, Ripcord Air Arrest, Black Gold Sights, uh, Excalibur Crossbows, and Octane Archery. Um, started up a partnership with them uh, on the YouTube side of things, and so we're going to be shooting some Botech stuff, Black Gold Sights. I got that whole setup now. Um, that's going to be a, a big one, which you know what they say, like all bows are pretty good bows. You know what I mean? So I don't feel like this is going to necessarily 
like help me in any way be more successful because um, I don't think a bow necessarily does that really um, I think that's why I don't like gear podcasts because it sounds like it feels like you're saying I'm only kill deer because of this piece of gear and I just don't necessarily believe that um, but this Bowtech is going to be significantly faster easier to tune um, I do feel like it's going to be good for me to have a better sight uh, because my uh, I'm, a, I'm a cheap sight guy I've always bought cheap sights um, so it's going to do me a lot of good to have that so I'm excited about that bow it's going to be pretty cool what sight did you say you had the black gold uh, Pro Hunter HD. Okay. Sweet. I got a black gold, but I can't not remember for the life of me what model it is. I've had it for four years and love it. Bulletproof. Yeah. One of the things that I actually do keep and don't trade off. I, so, I like it. This yeah. is going to be my first time with an adjustable pin. Um, so it's got the two fixed and a floater or whatever. Yeah. Um, I wonder what mine would look like with an adjustable <laughs> 870 Drew's, like, Drew's site would have, the housing would have to be about like a foot tall. five inches in diameter you need an allen wrench <laughs> that's what you need he needs a pipe wrench for his you have to, um, but that would be pretty cool I'm excited about that so I'll I'll be actually doing a video here fairly soon once I start getting it all getting it all set up and uh Get finding the right arrows. Obviously, you got to do all that stuff. You get a new bow, redo your whole. You don't always have to redo your whole arrow, but there may be some some changes in that in that regard too. But I think that's the part you don't like, Parker. It's just so much, man. I want to concentrate on other things. It's so there. I hate tinkering with. Like I like to tinker if I have time, but I would rather like just do something else. You know what I mean? I agree with that. That uh-huh. does get old, man. I, and I also don't trust myself not to like mess something worse than I can fix it back. That's what I'm always worried about when it comes to like bows and arrows and all this stuff. I'm like, I just done spent $200 on all these arrows. I don't want to get it the wrong, cut it the wrong length and, or have to, you know what I mean? Like I just hate all those yeah. switching and swapping things. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Somebody else give one because – I hate gear no, podcast. It, it, it's tough. I I never mess with my arrows. I've just found something it sticks and I'm gonna just keep on, you know, doing the same thing and not worry about the heavy air. I'm at I'm at opposite of all y'all, I guess. Everybody do you shoot a heavy air at them? I do now. I last year I made the switch because Parker basically forced me into it from peer yeah, pressure. I, I still shoot rage broadheads in my arrows like three ninety five. Um, so that's I, fine. I'm, that's hey, fine. You, you, and you know what? That's, that's hey, good for you, for Matt. That's okay. Right. That's right. It's good. But I am pulling 64 pounds. So in two or three years, everybody will be shooting that weight set up. So we're good. It just, it just be the new goes, thing. but I did have a, uh, I've bumped it up to 71 year and thought I was going to be, you know, the stuff, you know, the hunk in the woods pulling big weight. And I had a buck walk under me <laughs> opening morning. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get my bow pulled back. <laughs> mm. Uh Jordan but that fifty pounds ain't what was sounding pretty good right about there. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Jordan uh Jordan Pope 
uh, he posted a bow that he set up the other day that was a hundred pound, had a hundred pound limbs on it. I'm like, uh, what was that bow called, Drew? Uh, APA. APA. APA makes it makes a hundred pound limb. It's That's like the and they have the little the, the, yeah, it has little fangs on it or whatever. Man, so I, can you imagine? I actually mm-hmm. called the rep about it. I'm like, hey man, like I mean, if if a hundred pounds. My 870 grain arrow, I could shoot it through a couple of different houses and still kill a deer, you know? Doesn't make any sense. Drew, if you freaking go and buy a 100-pound bow to shoot next year, I'm, not, I'm, not. I'm going to lose my crap. <laughs> double. Just double his weight. He's going to double his weight. Just for that reason. And then I'll have a 1,600-grain arrow. <laughs> Grizzly stick does have that. Are any of you guys one-sticking? One stick climbing? Mm. I, no, I'm not no. gonna. No, I'm not a fan. You you are this year, right? I'm gonna try, it. Matt. Why didn't you like it? You tried I'm it, right? Not, a little bit, not much. Um, I don't know. I just don't like flailing uh, up against a tree, um, moving the stick. I'd rather just carry the other two or three yeah. and just ease on up. And then the rappelling, that's you know that's great. I just I see too many um, areas for air. Has anybody else tried it? Yeah, I'm the same boat with Matt. Saying those, no. those were the exact same reasons I was going to say too. I actually stopped carrying three sticks last year because I, I, I found that, especially early season, most of the stuff that I wanted to hunt, I could get two sticks high and have enough cover and be fine. Yeah. Parker, you've hunted with me. You know I'm like an accident waiting to happen. There's no way. I'm just the one stick in it. So. Well. Here's my thing. I I don't like I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, so it, why what the, the, I was like, <laughs> do it. Let me tell you why I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because You're making less sense. Everybody right everybody on the on these groups and stuff, it's like it's like now the one you know how you have vaxxers and anti vaxxers? Now in the in the saddle hunting you have subcultures and one of the subcultures <laughs> that I don't want to be a part of is the one stickers um, because a lot of people it's like a badge of honor to one stick I don't really want to do it for that reason I want to do it because it like it feels really streamlined um, and I also like the idea of repelling and getting down out of the tree fast personally that to me like that sounds amazing because I hate yeah, fiddle you're not- stuff. You're you're not turkey hunting like you don't shoot the deer and then run after it like you like you don't got to repel down very fast. I I, I like, realize go that. Get it. I realize I mean, that Drew, he might be scared of the dark, Drew. What if he's scared of the dark? It's gonna be it's stuck not even long. that. It's like I'm scared of heights. So I mean, you know, a lot of the time, if I especially if I'm like real far back using the boat, all that stuff. Like there's a lot of variables. A lot of times, like I would rather something go wrong when people are still awake. You know and and I can, I don't know. There's just things about being on the water really late that just, it, it freaks me out just a little bit. So I'm always in a hurry to get out of the woods because I get back on the water. I want to get out of there and, and not be super late. And it's not ever going to be stupid late, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like that, that and then, getting out of there fast. And then the... You know, you're not just using sticks to get up a tree. You are you still using the five step eighter? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm using an eighter. So it's just as difficult 
it's more difficult coming down with the aider than it is going up, I believe. Um, finding those loopholes and go down. So you're going to mm-hmm. cut that out. Luke, do you do you have the aiders with your um, lone wolves? I was thinking about getting the cable aiders, yeah, but I, I'm not sold on either yet. But I, pro- I probably will get an aider of some sort, whether that be on the stick or just a different aider. Yeah. I've just watched yeah. – I've seen too many people find value in one sticking to not try it. I think yeah. maybe that's the main thing is I just need to try it. And if I hate it, then whatever. My system's fine the way it is. But uh, it definitely saves room and uh, a little bit of weight, you know. It's not super a ton of weight when you're talking about the tethered one sticks. Oh, yeah, it's about it's pretty light anyways. Nothing. But it does yeah. save room in your pack for other stuff or whatever. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm bad. wanting to try it. Parker. I was just going to yeah. say, I'm wanting to try it. I, 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 and I also see people like I hear people like y'all who are too, you know, um, small guys, you know, I know Luke, Luke is like a, a monkey on like, I've seen him do mud I've been runs. called small since like hey. second grade. Bro. No, I mean like I mean like you're not fat guys. Like y'all are in shape dudes. Yeah, Drew. That sounded um, better. Thank you. I don't know if I was in that, but yeah, appreciate it. Or if I'm in the out of shape group. No, I'm just talking about me. they're the ones who have tried it and didn't like it. I'm okay. definitely. That's all I'm group. saying. Me too. Uh, y'all haven't tried Drew, it, so no, you're not. You're beautiful. So like Luke and Matt saying that they Thanks, they Luke. felt like it was tough, but then I've also seen people that are like way out of shape doing a one stick method and doing it gracefully. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah, and it's true. it, it all they also river dance at like night and stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> to be that flexible, you know? Yeah. It, it all goes totally joking, back y'all. to how, totally it all goes back to how often you practice too. Um, most of these videos we see are aren't guys going, Hey, this is my first time one sticking. Watch, you know, watch me dangle. No, they're, they've perfected what they do. They have a, a rhythm of hey, how I, they do it. Hey, watch this dangle. <laughs> watch me I'm dangle, dangle, boys. I'm going to dangle gonna, right you, now. You're going to see the angle of my dangle. Oh, my gosh. There it is. There it is. There's, there's that one there's, stick. There's I that one stick. Your, your one stick's working. Working. It's working. I, I just I, – I hate to do st- things because they're like uh, – Trendy, yeah, trendy, or like people use them as like a like a badge of honor. Like, oh, yeah, you but I stick? mean, well, it just we, seems we practical in, in a lot way. of ways. We are saddle hunters, so I mean, you kind of gonna poke your yeah, chest out a little. I was about to say, but you can't get all caught up in that, though. I mean, if it works, who the crap cares? Well, that's what I'm saying. See, that that's that that's what I was just thinking, Luke. Like, hunting is so polarizing. Like it, it's like if you get you you cannot kill a deer unless you're 15 sticks up. You know, and it's like, okay, but but then the but then someone else will say, well, one stick's not high enough, you know, or like this saddle, you can't. Like, I don't understand why we can't just go out and enjoy hunting and kill stuff, or not kill stuff and just go enjoy the chase, you know? Because um, I know guys that that when I, when when I told them, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm only like ten foot high, like every time. They're like, how do you kill deer? I'm like, they walk by me and I fill their chest with an arrow. I, I don't I don't know. I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't understand, but this guy's also the guy that goes 40 foot up in a pine tree with a climber and he kills deer too. I'm like, I, bro, I don't, 
hey, hunt however you want to hunt. Like, but don't dog me for hunting my way and I won't dog you, you know? Um, and unless it's your arrow setup. And that's only Parker. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dogging it. I'm just I'm not gonna let it die. Asking for the reasoning. I just want to know a good reason. Um, you you don't even know why you're one sticking. You can't even give a reason why you're one sticking. No, I can tell you a great reason. Here's the reason why. If I haven't hit I on that, I don't even know why I'm doing it. I, I don't I don't know why I'm doing it. Here's the well, reason. I don't want to do it. Here's the reason. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. Here's the reason. I'm one sticking because it saves a lot of space and it saves some weight. And because of the repelling. Number one, it just seems more quick, efficient. Um, if you can get the system down, the people I've watched videos of, when they develop that system and they get that system down, I mean, they're up and down quick, like super fast. Um, you know, there's also times where, uh, Adam, we were hunting in Tennessee during tornado mornings. I don't want to yeah. freaking be sitting there for 15, 20 minutes climbing down, trying to get out of my, use my aider in a hailstorm. You know what I mean? I like, left my stuff. Yeah. yeah. I just shimmied. Which ended <laughs> up being a, a smart decision um, yeah. in that case. But there's times when you need to be down fast and aiders and sticks is not a quick yeah. way to do it. When you, see the, sure. when you see the game warden, you better get down quick. Exactly. That's true. That's a good point. You know? People Parker, crossing I, fence I lines, they need a one stick. This is totally this is not stand related at all, but it is very much gear related. Did you buy a new pair of boots this year? Uh not for this year. I have not. I thought I thought you bought some like crispies or something. I had those last year. Okay. How did how did you like those? I love them. Dude, dude they're awesome, man. Yeah, I have the Thor twos and um yeah, they're worth it. What's everybody money. running, like boot wise? Just just out of curiosity. I've got on clouds. On yeah, clouds. which I mean, dead serious. Yeah. And you that's what you're using. You're using the on cloud boots like all the like, time. It, like you use them like yeah, unless I'm yeah, unless I'm I mean most of my stuff is all, you know, hills and terrains. I don't have any swamps that I go through. So I typically can switch to my uh, rubber boots, which are lacrosse arrow hunters. Um, but the only problem that I've seen with the on clouds is they're a soft sole shoe. So on the, you know, my platform, they're not the, you know, most yes. comfortable thing, but the comfort for walking in and everything. I mean, I can, I can deal with it in the stand. I did get some Hysia boots, um, H I S E A. Mm-hmm. The company just randomly said, "Hey, can you wear these in a in a couple videos?" It's kind of just one of those those things that happens every once in a while. I was like, "Sure," and they sent them to me to try them out. And uh, so far, I like them. I haven't. They're a little warm. They're pretty insulated, so they're a little warm for the time of year that it's been. I got. I think I got them in turkey season. Um, but I do have those like rubber boots. I have just. I've, I'm not a rubber boot fan no more. I hate wearing them, um, but it's necessary for the way that I hunt uh, using water. You got to have some type of waterproof boot. I have tried to find the right things that work, um, and it's been super expensive and frustrating. But I think um, I guess this is a new piece of gear. I got a boat this year, uh, so having a having a real boat 
is going to help a lot for some areas. I still use the kayak a lot, but I got an actual boat. But now I can easily take off my rubber boots um, in the boat, switch to my uh, hikers, jump out of the boat, because you can get out of the boat so much easier <laughs> with staying dry um, than you can with a kayak. So when I use the days I use the boat, I'll just simply, it'll be super easy, man. I'll just mm-hmm. change boots in the boat. Adam, what, what, what are you running? Just rubber boots, lacrosse arrow hunters. And I got some muck boots. That's what I usually run. And I got some old, uh, Rocky leather boots that have a really hard sole, um, like stiff. So I like those for the saddle as well. Kind of flip between those three. Nothing fancy. Stiff, stiff soles are, sorry, yeah. Luke. No. Um, stiff soles are excellent for saddle hunting. Yeah. People don't really think about it. That's another thing with rubber boots. A lot of times is, man, they're just uncomfortable when you're, yeah. especially when you're sitting on that platform or standing on that platform's edge, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. all that weight's in that one spot. With those stiffer soles, those crispy thors are real stiff, and it just kind of balances out the weight on your foot, the pressure. Yep. Yeah, I'll switch back and forth um, with my summer boot. I've got Rockies as well, and then I, I've got a pair of Columbias that I absolutely love. It's um, like the lower lower boots, and then for colder, I've got the same rubber boots, uh, lacrosse. So, yeah, I run a, a set of Keen hikers, um, and have for I've gone through two pairs in four years. Um, but grip wise, man, they're, they're awesome. And then are they expensive? I also, no, I mean, I mean, they're, I mean, you, you can get them all on sale. Sometimes you can find them as low as like 75 bucks, 60 bucks, you know, but I mean, if not, you're looking at about 120, you know, um, but they, they got great traction. Um, and then I've been rocking the Merino wool socks, um, consistently for the last two years which is a huge deal oh and, yeah wool socks dude yeah. game changer yeah and yeah. even even in like even in summer month i mean like you know early season i will still run a merino sock which which is weird but it just draws them all the moisture away from from your foot and it, I, I don't know i just i'm just sold on it yeah i like merino socks and i you, only have one you pair. also have gators too don't you Parker, yeah, I, I, of, I'll wear gators a lot of times just because um, <laughs> it sounds dumb. That's something I'll be interested in getting. I, I like them. It keeps all uh, like sticks and crap out of your out of your shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do much for moisture unless you're talking about like they're great for turkey hunting when fields are up, you know, high and you got morning dew and all that junk. It keeps your legs from getting just absolutely drenched getting water in your socks and all that crap but um the other thing it does is it helps your shoelaces stay tight i know that sounds dumb <laughs> but cool. no. but you don't ever have to deal about with your shoelaces coming undone on briars and all that crap that's a good point no. yeah I, I don't know if you ever tried to tie your shoelaces in a saddle before i got 17 <laughs> cramps trying to do that one time though and i swore <laughs> i never yeah. Hey, hey, we what, we uh, can have a podcast on what can you and can't you do while in a saddle. Mm, that yeah. would be interesting. Yeah. What um apps are you guys running hunting wise? Uh what do you mean? Like like, like mappings. 
mapping and all that uh, stuff. Stand. I'm running yeah. iOS. <laughs> yeah, like Google Maps. Point four. Yeah, I use Apple Maps. Apple. So I have I have reasons for using a lot of things. Um, this is a great lead-in question, Luke. I like it. Yeah, I have I like reasons for using a lot of deals. So um, Spartan Forge is 100% worth the money if for no other reason than the way it does a deer prediction. To me, that just is always so spot on i can get a ten thousand foot view of what the weather is going to be for the day i can see wind direction easily i can you know and then they also have the the rut dates and peak movement based on the current conditions um and where that movement is going to happen so like all that crap to me is 100 percent worth the cost of spartan forge the other thing that spartan forge does the best is the quality of the mapping that they have and now in the layer, I mean, you can look at, uh, uh, I don't even remember what it's called, like different years. You can see what it looked like in different years all historical. in one place. Yeah, historical. historical map, that's yeah. what I meant. Um, so I was looking for. Uh, so you have that, and then you've got um, a lot of the the uh, just things that are going to be specific to your region. Um, it's all used, it's AI being the AI is predicting based on real deer studies. And so I think that's incredible. The mapping is really good. Like I said, um, compared to Onyx, uh, which is the other one that everybody uses. Um, the mapping is not even close. Like it's just not even, it's not even in the same category. In my opinion, the thing that Onyx does really good though. And the reason, the only reason I still use Onyx now is the uh the property lines on public land like that is just that is really a, a really big part of um why i keep that's pretty much the only reason i keep onyx uh and keep everything updated on there because that being able to see like so if i'm so i'm going to illinois this year illinois this year and looking at a state and zooming in just on a quarter of the state and being able to see the shaded green. You're like, okay, there's public land there. There's public land there. There's public land there. That's, to me, the reason why I use that. And then I use hunt stand a lot of time to get that scent cone. That's pretty much the reason I'm using that. Scent cone's pretty cool. Yeah. See, I, I find hunt stand easier for dropping pins. I like that too. Um, there's, and there's pros and cons. Quick. Yeah, every, all of them. I mean, you named all of them. The, the only one you didn't name that I use a lot now is Cal Topo. Yeah, Cal Topo is great. That's a great yeah. one. I scouted Saturday and I was going off just regular uh, USDA government topo map. And uh, a lot of the hills and drainages did not show up. It looked nothing like what the topo map actually showed. But if you pull up Cal Topo and have the shade relief on and all that stuff, it is 100% worth it. Yeah. And that's like a lot of that too with Cal Topo is going to be your, like when you're getting real deep into scouting, e-scouting, like you can learn enough looking at like the not nearly as detailed topo lines. I think you can learn enough about an area to be like, okay, that's the spot I want to look at. But then 
something like that, like Cal Topo, is like you get to see the fine, the really, really fine details that only it does. Yeah, you can see old roads and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. It's it's crazy. Yeah, that's there's... one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons I don't get too messed up on these phone apps. Like, if I'm going to do some serious scouting, it's going to be on my computer, like 100 percent of the time. Um, being able to transfer pins is important, or at least just being able to like ease of use. So, uh, for me, the property lines are more important. The user experience is more important. If I got buddies that I trust, which I don't, just kidding. Uh, sharing is important. So, yeah, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Yeah, and and I think right now Onyx, I don't know, HuntStand may have a desktop view, but Onyx definitely does have it, a Onyx desktop does, view. Yeah. HuntStand does too. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's important. there's also one that I, I I don't hardly ever buy apps at, outside of all the ones that we name you know but uh, Parker I don't know if you remember uh, I had a guy from Arkansas on his name's Josh um, firefighter big yeah. dude um, yeah. great guy kill, kills a lot of deer and he he recommended a weather app called Dark Sky no. and I went and downloaded it and I and I'll have to say I actually use that more than any other weather app that I have. Um, and what's cool about it, and, and I know there's other ones that do this, but this is the one I found that's been the easiest. They they do the uh, they do a really good job of the historical data. So like you can jump back or forward, you know, um, to like what it was like two years ago, you know. And so that's that's cool, and it's very it's it, the, the user interface is really easy on that. And so things like three ninety nine or something like that. Um, of course, inflation, so it's probably fourteen ninety nine now. But um, uh, but simple apps. Not a lot of people know about. It, at least not that I have seen there in the hunting community. So uh, there's one for you. Funny story. Good. I've had Dark Sky for years, and I never knew it had, had these features. But the the original reason for Dark Sky was to let you know it was about to rain. Yes, and it's, it went it's way really past accurate. that. Obviously. It's yeah. really accurate for that. That was the original reason they came out with it, but obviously they have upgraded the sucker huge. How accurate? Because every single app that I have found weather-wise is never, ever accurate. Okay, well, I mean, like, outside of Jesus, this is pretty freaking close, okay? Like, I mean, it's, I mean, they, they will, they All will, right. I'll be, I'll be sitting in my living room and, it, and it'll say, it'll, it, it'll say rain ending in 12 minutes. And then it's like, that's pretty close. So, I mean, to give you, you wind know, direction, it does. How does it do it? Yeah. Like north, south, east, or west. Well, like, what's the, what's it look like? So, <laughs> oh, right, so, okay. So, it's not a scent cone. If, if, if you're asking, just it, basically it, just give you an arrow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll have to go on and look at it. But, I mean, I like, Drew, I like pictures, Drew. Right I like. I want. Pictures. I want something that's going to show me a picture. Look at them pictures. And so it says, like right now, temperature is eighty-three. Feels like ninety-one. Uh, wind is four miles an hour. Gust. All right, bull crap. It felt like one hundred and twenty degrees today in Alabama. I don't care what anybody says. No, right now, right now. Yeah, right now. Go outside. Feels like one hundred. It feels like ninety-one degrees. Terrible. Which is sad because it's nine thirty at night. Yeah. Hey, speaking of oh, that, and if and if you're a pressure guy. I don't know if you're a uh, barometric pressure guy. Barometric pressure. Yep. So here's what I like about Spartan Forge, and we can end the mapping. The the AI uses all of those things that are 
present, so barometric pressure and uh, rain and forecast, just overall forecast for its predictability stuff. And so for a lot of for a lot of things, like you can look at that what that's predicting based on and it's predicting that based on your weather. So you're not doing a lot of that um, guesswork, I guess, or piecing together. Like you, you kind of skip a bunch of steps. A lot of people don't want to skip a bunch of steps. A lot of people don't trust it enough to, and I, I haven't necessarily. I've always gone and done, like looked at all of those things individually, but then kind of have figured out like Spartan Forge is pretty daggum accurate whenever it comes to a lot of that. Um, so if if people aren't using it, I th- I think just for that reason, it's definitely a worth a worthwhile. <laughs> purchase to check it out even if you want to look at all three other four other different apps we talked about like they all kind of do their do their things really really well i think you know dark sky tells you when it's gonna quit raining really really good (laughs) um so anybody have anything else we've been rambling on for i feel like i've been rambling on for a while mine's no, you've been talking about errors for the past. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Spartan Forge, Tethered, New Canoe, and Scree Gear. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. And make sure you check out southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, hats, t-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll see you here again next week. Remember this, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.